Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, welcome to the Scottish Sun podcast with myself, Robert Grieve, and one of our main sports writers, Kenny Miller. Good morning, Kenny. Morning. It's the morning after the night before, Kenny. Another huge disappointment for Hibs in a cup game. You were there. What, what did you think of it? I think the phrase of the week, of the month, has been that no one Hibs is it like Hibs. And I think that was a, another example of it. I think Ross County deserved winners. They had a goal wrongly chalked off. Hibs got their just desserts in the end. It's huge back in Hibs, didn't they? 30,000 fans, roughly. I think your allegiances lie with that club, if you're being honest. Yep. Did the team turn up? Did Alan Stubbs' team turn up? Did they perform? as well as those fans expected and those fans demanded Joe, you know I think you could say that they turned up I think they worked hard didn't maybe play as well as they've got it in them but they did, they did turn up it wasn't like the 5-1 against Hearts it wasn't like some of the other occasions when they, they might as well stayed in the, the dressing room didn't maybe do themselves justice but they did, they did turn up at least they had a, I was at the game obviously as well and I thought they had a fantastic start to the game had they scored first it might have been different for 25 minutes I thought it was a better team but that first goal Picks out Kevin Thompson. Well, that's a casual ball by Thompson. One well by Jackson over a chance for Ross County. This is Gardine. Tackled by Bartley. Gardine scores and County take the lead. A mistake in midfield, giving Jackson over the chance to power his way forward. Gardine was definitely onside. Stood up well after the challenge from Bartley. And from the reverse angle, you see how well he did to finish that. Excellent play by Irvin. Bartley was unlucky, but County are in front. I know Hibs ended up level in the game, but talk me through that first goal from, from what you saw, because for me, it was quite embarrassing the way the Hibs conceded. You could trace it back to a slack pass from Kevin Thompson, who looked shattered from about the 20th minute onwards. You could trace it back to Anthony Stokes pulling out a 70-30 tackle in his favour. I suppose Lewis Stevenson plays them onside, but you're not expecting to have to play an offside trap in that situation. See, Bartley's unlucky with his tackle, Oxley's unlucky that he's rounded, but to me it comes back to a lack of accountability, or you could say an honest mistake from Kevin Thompson and, and Anthony Stokes, but I, I didn't see much in the way of accountability. Kevin Thompson and Anthony Stokes are two players that Alan Stubbs brought in, expecting big big things from them for the push towards the Premiership and also for the Cup games. It's not worked out, has it? They made a real impact. The two of them, there was a really united, stable dressing room before they arrived. Everyone was pulling in the one direction. I'm not going to throw about accusations, but Anthony Stokes, I think he's got two goals and nine appearances, one tap-in and one missed kick. Jason Cummings, before Stokes arrived, 17 goals in 25 games. Since Stokes arrived, three goals in nine games. Two of them just don't click up front. And a wee insight, this might not matter to anyone that's not a sports journalist, but after the game, the players all have to walk through what we call a mixed zone. They're not obliged to speak to us, but most people usually do. So there were only two Hibs players that didn't speak yesterday, didn't face the music, and that was Anthony Stokes and, and Kevin Thompson. And I th- just think as two experienced players, personally, it, I couldn't care less if the two of them want to, want to speak, but I think as two experienced players, you should man up and front up and face the press and maybe take the heat off some of your younger, more visibly upset colleagues. 
they should have did face up to it. Should they be doing more more speaking on the pitch though? Because as I say, they've been brought in as big key players for this this running, and it's not worked out. You're hinting there, Kenny, at a lack of desire. That you're hinting maybe that they're have disrupted things behind the scenes. Is that what you're saying? I think there are those definitely who have contributed to the position that Hibs found themselves in when they were at one point chasing a treble and they were talking about it. I think there are people in there that resent that maybe not everyone's given their all. It doesn't help when Anthony Stokes is subbed and he runs straight down the tunnel instead of watching the game from the dugout. It's only wee minor things, but it all adds up. Stubbs has got a problem because Cummins and Stokes just don't, do not click up front. I think it's maybe time to go back to picking the best team instead of the 11 best players. And Kevin Thompson, I don't think, was maybe meant to play as often as he as he has. Injuries to Dylan McGeoch and people haven't helped, but I certainly don't think the two of them have enhanced the team. The game has now become stretched. Here's Michael Gardine. Lots of pace left. Lots of stamina. Fontaine's clearance is shuttered by Schalk. That could be the winning goal for Ross County. Alex Schalk takes advantage of the poor clearance here from Liam Fontaine. Fontaine went for this ball with the wrong foot, that was the problem. Well, it was a disappointing afternoon for Kerry Miller, there's no doubt about that. You get used to it. You get used to it, you must be getting used to it now. Into the Premiership, and there was a big result, first of all for Celtic at the weekend. Great victory over Partick Thistle, a comfortable victory, were you expecting that result? It was, I think the worst thing that could have happened for Aberdeen's title bid is Celtic getting Rangers in the cup draw, because it does definitely focus minds, I think. Celtic could have been gripped by fear or uncertainty for the rest of the season but they know they have to get their act together for, for that game so I think maybe you can see a bit more focus in, in Celtic's play now and uh, I would expect them to pick up now for the, the rest of the season Mackay Steven now for Celtic making for the byline that's a good cross missed by Seaborn taken down by Griffiths he's done it it's the opening goal for Celtic and the goal machine called Lee Griffiths does it all over again great opportunism from what I saw in the game at Firhill, it was very comfortable for Celtic up until about the 85th minute when they conceded a penalty. Is there, are there concerns, Kenny, when you look at that team that they're, they're so comfortable and then yet five minutes to go they, they find themselves almost holding out? Should Ronnie Dallow be concerned about that? I think you see a lot more of them than me, but there's definitely a fragility through the, the spine of the team, isn't it? It probably doesn't help that there's so many, so many changes. I think maybe one of the bright spots for them has been Callum McGregor, who talked about people that didn't front up and, and face the music but he's made some big mistakes this year in his personal life but he did did front up did speak to the press and talk about his debt of gratitude to Ronnie Dyler and I think there's maybe a few more of them could could follow his lead Celtic on the counter-attack now with Gary McKay-Steven space here for Callum McGregor Booth has been left stranded upfield this is McGregor against Seaborn it's McGregor number two for Celtic lots of time and space Seaborn couldn't get to him you learn for those mistakes I think He's, he's obviously made them early in his career and he's only young we think you have to remember but on the pitch he's, he's shown there's talent there and I think he could be a big player for them between now and the end of the season, would you agree with that? I think he's, he's surprised me, I, I didn't have him down in that central midfield role but he has he has made things tick, you think about all the natural attacking central midfielders Celtic have got and you'd say on paper there's maybe 9 or 10 players that are better than him but he's the one making it happen, he's the one in possession so not fair play to him. What about Thistle? You look at Thistle, I mean I think they lost to Aberdeen last midweek and then Celtic two tough games obviously but they are not too far in front of the, the bottom teams sitting in 8th position could they get dragged into it I think? I might be wrong but how, how often do we sit in here on a Monday morning and say that team was a shambles at the weekend and maybe talk about talk about Hamilton at times this year about Kilmarnock I've never come away from a Thistle game and thought that, that team's a shambles I always think they're well coached I always think they work hard 
maybe always just lack a goal threat. So I, I think when push comes to shove, they'll be fine. Yeah, they're only six points above second bottom commander. Yeah, I've been toiling badly. Six points isn't a lot. It's not. It's going to come down to fine margins, and they're going to have to find goals from somewhere. If you were backing a team to, to pull clear, I would still back this one. Well, after Celtic's lunchtime victory over Partick Thistle, Aberdeen had a lot to do against Kilmarnock to keep themselves up in the chase for the title, and they got a great win. 2-1 victory over Kilmarnock at Petaudry. Shea Logan winning the, winning the game after Josh McGuinness had uh, cancelled out Ash Taylor's opening goal. That's a huge result, Kenny, isn't it? McLean now finds Johnny Hayes once again. He's away from McKenzie. The Angels ball across is turned in by Logan. The diving header by Shalem Logan. And Aberdeen take the lead once again. As we offer up opinions on a weekly basis in the paper on here, and I've not slagged off Aberdeen all season, but I've questioned their, their bottle. And I think at times. Just you can't question a bottle, can you? That's think just that I, no, I think a few times this season they've had an opportunity to capitalise on Celtic's mistakes and they haven't taken it. So I have questioned the bottle. But it is as if all of a sudden they do seem more relaxed and they do seem to have embraced it. I don't know if it helps that Derek McInnes has now come out and said, no, we are, we are in the mix, which I think helps the players as well. Don't you think he's been saying that behind the scenes? I mean, it's great headlines for us, it's great to have him in the newspaper saying that. Uh, as you say, he hasn't said that all season in print. But you can't tell me Derek McInnes is not telling his players behind the scenes that they can win this title. I don't think you can say that to players behind the scenes and then why not? put the fear into them by saying why you, you, cannot, why they, you why cannot go and say to the press, you cannot say these things because you look at Aberdeen players in press he conferences. He clearly doesn't want to give Celtic any extra motivation. I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. But I think he's made these players nervous. You think they're nervous? I think in press conference situations you can, you there can there see a point them. behind Celtic, albeit with a, a game a game in uh, hand Celtic you think Aberdeen are playing nervously I'm saying the players in press conference situations have been nervous and they failed to capitalise on chance after chance to make the most of it Aberdeen won't win the league I'll say that they won't win the no, league no Aberdeen won't win the league why can no. you say that with any certainty Kenny it's just a gut feeling it's, it's Celtic when push comes you thought Hibs would win the cup yesterday I did yeah and that gut feeling didn't that's what I'm saying there's no, just because I've got opinions doesn't mean they're worth it as you tell me on a routine basis we shall find out soon enough Dundee. I, I'll tell you something else I still think Hearts could catch Aberdeen Bold statement there, Kenny. You really think so? Nine points behind, game in hand, and still play Aberdeen twice. Well, it will certainly be interesting after the split. Obviously, these teams play each other. I think they'll have a huge say in what happens. I don't think there's any doubt about that, but I think you're wide of the mark there, Kenny. You know, I've always been pro hearts. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. Let's look at the Hearts' victory. They did a great win at Dens Park, 1-0 over Dundee. And as you say, Kenny, they are not very far behind. And you think they can maybe pip Aberdeen for second place? I do. I think you're right to say they'll have a big say in where the title goes. John Suter, man of the match again, playing at centre-back. You're a big so, fan of his, aren't you? I am. And I know I'm in the minority in here. Not a lot of people sticking up for him. A lot more people saying he couldn't play centre-back. I think that's his, his fourth or fifth appearance for Hearts. And he's in man of the matches in three of them, playing at centre-back. Sometimes people just need a change of scenery. I still cannot believe the, I'm just going to say, the Muppet that paid for and flew that banner above Tynecastle that said Robbie Nielsen should be out of a job. He was third on the table the first year back in the, in the top flight. Was it not a Hibs fan? <laughs> certainly wasn't a Hibs fan, no. And you can't accuse Robbie Nielsen of lacking style either. He's one of the better turned out managers we've got in the, in the Premiership. So, no, I never understood that. So, no, fair, fair play, Hibs. He is doing a fantastic job, I think. And so he brushed it off brilliantly as well. He didn't try and ignore it. He just, he took it on. But it's, it's, it's fantastic to think that the Hearts this time last season were in the Championship. Here they are, 
promoted and finished in third place right now. He has done a fantastic job, hasn't he? Does and sometimes I think when when hearts are going well, Craig Levine gets a bit too much credit, and when things go badly, I think Robbie Nielsen gets a bit of a slagging. But if you speak to the players, Robbie Nielsen barely gives them a day off. They work three, four sessions a day sometimes, and no one complains because they all know it's for their, their own benefit. And it's not often you get that from players off the record. Strong play by Juan Mart. Foul there, but the referee only call him a loose advantage. June plays a pass. This is Jamie Walker. He's round the keeper. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. But he must score! And he does! Hearts go ahead! Excellent refereeing there by Willie Collum. Dundee appealing in vain for offside. Fine play by Walker. Exciting times for everyone at Tynecastle, that's for sure. Inverness lost a big game to Hamilton Ackies uh, at the weekend. Really been dragged into the relegation situation now at ninth place, 33 points. That was a surprise result for me, Kenny. Hamilton going there, not had a great season themselves, but that's a huge win for them. Great clock, cut off there by Grant Gillespie. Gillespie goes forward again, he sets up Morris. Brilliantly finished by Carlton Morris. And Hamilton have the lead. His fifth goal of the season. And he takes this extremely well. Is, but I'm not surprised to see Inverness struggling. I thought they were lucky to go out of jail against Hibs to scrape a replay in the, the Scottish Cup. Wasn't impressed with them against St Johnson. And you can always read maybe too much into body language, but Liam Polworth looked a broken man, almost literally. When he, when he walked in and spoke to us after the St Johnston game, he was the one, obviously, that was punched accidentally by John Hughes after the Hibs game. And he kind of hinted that... He wasn't pleased with that, was he? No, he wasn't. And it's more about what you could tell from looking at him than, than what he said, but he certainly doesn't find it funny. He's, days, days on, he said it was still painful to eat. He said nobody at the club was taking it seriously. John Hughes was happy to laugh it off, but he, um, he certainly doesn't think it's funny. What, what does that tell you about what's going on there, then? Does that tell you anything? I think it tells you that John Hughes' routine maybe goes down well with players for a while and then the novelty of having a laughy, jokey manager maybe wears off. I think it's not it's not for everyone. What do you make of them this season? As I say, their ninth position, they're only five points above 11th place. I mean, they're, they're in, they, they need to start getting results and get them, get them quickly. Hard to argue with his record. He's, he's won a cup and he's held the team together, having not seen many players. He's lasted a lot longer than I thought he would, but I think they're on a downward spiral I still think they might have enough to see off Hibs in midweek but I uh, I do think they're a, a team on the wing it, it could be that they had one eye on that replay with Hibs in the weekend it's a huge game for them in the Scottish Cup and it'll be interesting to see 
if they can actually get back to the form they showed earlier this season. But possible they could have one eye in that game in the weekend, isn't it? I think they rely heavily on Tansy and Draper just pummeling the opposition into submission in games. And if that doesn't work, then I'm not sure there's much of a plan B. For all the talk of passing football and playing the right way and rolling up the boiler suit, I can't even say it, the boiler suit sleeves. Got there in the end. Got there in the end. I think sometimes they struggle with plan B and there's not much up front. They'll continue to struggle. It could be that Kenny Miller's wearing a boiler suit before he knows it. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. Motherwell won 2-1 against Dundee United at the weekend and that for me was a fantastic result. Dundee United have shown some uh, grit and determination in recent weeks. I, think I actually predicted that game would uh, be a United victory. They went a goal down Motherwell and came back to win the match. Good run of form for, for uh, Matt McGee's side right now. They have done well. And I know we've spoken about it in the previous weeks. Motherwell have got some big personalities in there who went to the well last year at this point in time. Boom, boom. Thank you. Dragged them, dragged them through it, kicking and screaming when the going got tough. And you can see the same guys coming to the fore now. Mark McGee's taking a lot of stick from supporters. He's falling out with people in his own dressing room, as we saw with Lionel Ainsworth. But it might just be enough to get them to the summer. And by hook or by crook, that's what they need to do. And then he can look to rebuild. We all got the win on that game. He's been in and out of that team, which is surprising a lot of people. Would he be your first pick every week? It's tough. You don't know the personalities involved. Maybe Mark McGee thinks he's the type that needs to put up the backside, so maybe leaving him out does get, get more out of him. That's how he, I suppose, the carrot and the, the stick approach. So, no, if, he, if he's scoring goals, maybe Mark McGee's quite right to, to bring him on as an impact player. It will be United, because I say there's been signs that Mixu's Patelain is able to get more out of that group in recent weeks and yet that's a game I think they've been looking to get something from at the very least a point are they gone now? Or do you still see signs of recovery there? I think they're gone I just don't think they can string together enough results but I heard Mixed Patelina and react angrily to the suggestion that was them that was them dead and buried I still think every time they get a result it's despite everything it's not because the players are particularly tight with the manager or vice versa sometimes I think they just scrape things I just again I still don't think everyone's pulling in the one direction It'll be a sad state of affairs, won't it, if we, if Hibs and Rangers potentially win promotion and we lose one of our other big clubs in United going down. It's not exactly what we want, is it? We want these bigger clubs in the top flight. Or do you take the view, Kenny, that no, we I are th- where you are? I, th- I think you are where you are. Rangers deserved to be where they were for off-field reasons. Hibs deserved to be where they were for on-field reasons. Hearts were a combination of both. If Dundee United go down, it's because of mismanagement on and off the pitch. So no, I think you, I think you deserve to be where you are. It's a shame from the product point of view to lose the Dundee derby, but I think you, you end up where you deserve to in sport. That's why Ross County. Some people aren't happy. Ross County had occasions like that yesterday. It was a town with a tiny population. Why could you be unhappy about it? Oh, you hear the, you hear the counter argument. You say people, you hear people say Inverness. Hamilton, people, which people? I'm not going to name names. That's no. Some people in here say that. I've got some friends. And they say, what do these clubs bring to the top division? They bring 10 punters every week. But I don't think you can take moments like yesterday away from these teams. You are, you get what you deserve in sport, I think, in the long run. You can't take anything away from Ross County whatsoever. You look at Ross County yeah. Inverness for that matter. 100%. Crowds, Inverness, I think, are a crowd of about 3,500 at the weekend. They own the Scottish Cup right now. And in Ross County, League Cup winners, it's fantastic for the Highlands and anyone who looks down on those clubs should be ashamed of themselves in my view. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sunsport on Twitter. Rangers got another great victory at the weekend. Was it Friday night uh, against Morton? Kenny Miller again, the real Kenny Miller, getting some, some vital goals for Rangers. He's a fantastic season, Kenny, hasn't he? 
Is your pal, so you're obviously going to say that. But <laughs> it's funny, at first saw him when he was a 16-year-old youth team player at Ibs, and he certainly come a long way since then. I thought Rangers would struggle and drop points when Martin Waghorn got injured. Didn't think they had enough in them, but Kenny Miller, again, like the boys at Motherwell were talking about, he has really stepped up, and he's justified that new contract they got a while back. Did you not get your photograph taken with Kenny Miller? I did. I went all the way to Keith to see the Hibs youth team play must be what a seven hour drive probably my mum and dad's wedding anniversary at one point so no it really was a mis- misspent youth what would you say about Rangers coming up and what can impact they'll have in the Premiership as this is obviously the old firm game looming lives on the horizon and there's a debate about where Rangers where, are, where, where Rangers are right now what's your view Kenny? I would still back as it currently stands I would back Hearts and Aberdeen just to finish in front of them over the course of the season but I think Rangers are bound to invest in the summer and it shouldn't given their budget take that much to leapfrog them and be just behind Celtic but I don't expect them to go toe-to-toe with Celtic next year Debate that would take too much one of the debates right now Kenny is how many Rangers players would get into that Celtic side if you were picking a a select from both squads who would you pick? off the top of my head I think some questions about his defensive capabilities but maybe have Tavernier ahead of Lustig on current form although I really like Lustig beyond that I don't think I'd have any Rangers players off the top of my head I can't think Flip it, throw it back to you well I think Tavernier for me exactly 100% uh, we've been I think he's been, had a better season than, than Mikel Lustig at least one Jason Holt I think has a fantastic season and you look at the players going forward for Rangers to have to say that someone like Martin Waghorn would have a, a serious claim to, to play not necessarily ahead of Lee Griffiths but you look at the players behind Lee Griffiths and that Celtic side I'm not so sure they've had great seasons. Again, I had a Callum Cole. Callum Cole, that's, I, I would definitely say that. Or Callum Gazan-Ristens. I think you may get in a game ahead of Callum Cole. That's, that's just silly now. Wherever, wherever he is. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. One other huge result in the Championship was at Dumbarton where Falkirk uh, ended up getting a 1-1 draw there against Dumbarton. I think many folk would have predicted a, a victory for Peter Houston's side there, Kenny, but they were pegged back in the last minute, what's the last, one of the last kicks of the ball. Time running out now for Dumbarton, chance here for Nade. oh he's taken out there by Rogers. that's a penalty kick, why did Rogers come for this, he didn't need to leave his line. Chance for Gary Fleming, excellent penalty, Dumbarton have equalised. That's a surprising result isn't it? It's a sore one for them, I caught the tail end of it, but I think you cut Falkirk some slack because they have been unbelievably consistent this year for the the budget they've got and for the ages some of the, the players, they're getting a lot out of guys like Lee Miller and Mark Kerr who maybe you thought their best days were, were behind them. I think Falkirk are a real success story, I've been saying this for years, if I didn't have my hip supporter hat on I would be championing Falkirk because I think they add so much to Scottish football and they deserve to go up. If you were a Hibs fan Kenny, and I know you're a Hibs fan, yeah. You'd be worried about Falkirk right now, shouldn't you? Oh, I'm long past the stage of worrying. Whatever will be, will be. But I think Hibs will struggle to see Falkirk off over two legs if it comes to that in the playoffs. I don't think against Hibs or Rangers this year, Peter Houston's been far away in any of the games. I think tactically he's maybe got the, the measure of both. And I do think there's a lot of steel, a lot of character to that team. There's a lot of young guys there like Will Walks and Craig Sibbald who've played a lot of games and their age is almost irrelevant. They're battle-hardened and they can handle it. They've almost gone under the radar as well, haven't they? All the focus has been on Rangers this season and Hibs behind them. And Falkirk have just quietly been on with their business. 
here they are sitting in second spot right now, albeit they've played a couple of games more. It's been it's absolutely worked perfectly for them. And it shoots them down the ground and they talk about that when you go out to speak to them, they all talk about the siege mentality and oh, nobody pays attention to the extent that it's become a bit of a, a cliche now. And on the back of this, they, they've now got four four players at Swansea. The Swansea team that beat Arsenal the last week had two Falkirk players on the pitch and another two in the stand. So... On a first team level and an academy level, folk are a club that keep punching above their weight. It also always strikes me that Peter Houston as well is very underappreciated at, at times, an underrated manager. The job he's done at that club this season since he's been there has been phenomenal, hasn't it? Just seems a really relaxed atmosphere there. Peter Houston seems to get the backing from his board. The players all buy into what he's doing and I've talked about it a few times in relation to different clubs. When everybody's pulling in the one direction, it just makes such a difference. And Falkirk just look like a club that's at ease with itself. They have a plan and they stick to it. Force forward and the shot from Baird is blocked by the arm of Doherty. It's a penalty kick for Falkirk. And it's going to be a problem for Doherty. It's a red card for Mark Doherty. Dumbarton couldn't deal with this corner kick. That's a poor clearance by Fleming initially. Watson then won the header. Baird shot off the arm of Doherty. Now John Baird from the spot. Falkirk have the lead. A crucial breakthrough. He went for power. Well, it'll be interesting to see how, how things finish in that championship in the weeks to come. Anyway, thanks very much for myself, Robert Grieve and Kenny Miller in this morning's podcast. Kenny said a tough weekend as a desperate Hibs fan. We've taken his tie off him and his shoelaces and hopefully we'll see you out of the day. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you.